Hey guys, it's Casey, here to let you know that you have approximately two weeks to sign up for the best 10 weeks of your life. That's also known as the Spring Collective. Yes, we start on February 8th for our 10-week Spring Collective that you, if you're out there and you're like, I just need a community, I need help, I don't know where to start studying, I'm freaking out, we've got you. Spring Collective starts February 8th, so there is still time to sign up. Run over to www.studynotesaba.com and pick your package. We've got three different options. We have payment plans available. We go over every item on the task list in real and relatable examples with Liat and I, so you know it's fun. So head on over and sign up. Can't wait to have you. Mwah! Behavior bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are here with episode 84. Casey, what do you have for us today, sister? Well, guess what? I don't have one, so we're gonna just make one up on the fly together. I got 80... it. It's 84. Our guest today is back for more. Ooh, I made that one. up right now. I told you, my improv classes have done me a lot of good in my life, including in class last night in the collective. Um, episode With 84. The what do you say? With ethics? Trying to make ethics fun? Yeah, I realized, you know, at the end of class, every night, you know, we teach these collective classes, people studying for the test, and we break down all the shit in like such a fun, relatable way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're using examples of like buttholes and weed and sex and drugs and. And then it comes to ethics, and it's always like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and Casey last night was reading about one of the ethics codes, and it was about research. And Casey's like, this is just going on and on. And it so wouldn't I just, end. <laughs> so then I was like, I'm changing this up. This is like everything else we do is fun, but ethics is like torturous for people. So I decided to start this new game that we play where I act like I am – super passionate about that specific code. So like if it's about, um, you know, about citing resources, you act like you're super passionate about it. And I'm trying to just channel my facial feedback theory, you know, the idea like if you smile, you start to feel happy. And so I thought maybe if I start to act passionate about ethics, I'll start to feel it. Also, if anyone hasn't heard, the BACB issued out new ethics code starting in January 2022. But they actually, I listened to the podcast today with Tyra Sellers, and it's really good, and they're doing awesome shit. Um, so if you haven't been over to check out the new code, go check it out. Um, and kudos to all their hard work at the BACB. And just want to let you guys know, in breaking news from the BACB, we are now allowed to accept gifts. Granted under $10, but we are getting somewhere. We are now allowed to take gifts, and I'm hoping that this allows us to also take water when it's hot outside. We'll keep you updated on that, and you probably think we're behind in the news, but no, no, no. It came out last night. This episode comes out in future. We're just prepared as fuck. All right, here we go. Episode 84, I'm super pumped for today. And before we get started, I was about to even get into our guest because I'm excited, but Casey, can you give us our review of the day? Sure can. All right. This one, and honestly, I could be repeating. I don't know. I don't remember, but who cares, right? They're just all good reviews. But this is one I definitely don't think we've read, but I've had it on my list to read. Um, and the it comes in from Our Servant 40, um, and the title is Relativism, and I need to be educated on that word. Um, but it says, hi, I have never related to so much. I've never related so much to an episode as I did on Monday with Cheyenne. My friend who is in recovery always thinks it's interesting that I use all the same tools that she does as a user. And yet I have no addiction, but I have trauma from my childhood. I am so grateful for your podcast and to have been referred to you by my BCBA. I plan on taking the boards next year and look forward to listening to all of your episodes before that day. I appreciate you both and Cheyenne for putting my behaviors into perspective. Love you too. Mean it. So if again. anyone hasn't listened to that episode with Cheyenne, we talked all about um, PTSD and childhood trauma, um, which um, is, you know, something I've also gone through as well. So 
Thank you so much for writing that review and being vulnerable and listening to us. And good luck on your boards if you haven't tested yet. You've got it. And also, I just want to let you guys know, because I'm the only one who shoots the shit straight here. I've been looking at our reviews, and we haven't got any recently. And if you guys want us to keep going, um, we're going to need a little bit of effort of you guys going to leave five-star reviews because we have so many episodes but not enough reviews to choose one every time. So please go leave us a five-star review or send us a nice message on Instagram so we could share it with all of you here. All right. Now it actually is time to get in today's episode. Today's episode, episode 84. I don't think I could say it anymore. (laughs) And we are going to be talking to our guest, who also happens to be one of my friends, who also happens to be my supervisor when I was uh, collecting my hours. And if you guys know her from back in the beginning, when Behavior Bitches was still just a baby bitch, we were baby bitches. Now we're just straight up bitches. And this guest you've heard on episode nine, she's funny, hilarious, and actually I think the only person I've met who may have more ADHD than me in terms of trying to follow her. I am like, wait, what? What the F are we talking about? So hopefully we can stay on task today. I asked her if she took her meds before the podcast. She didn't seem to answer. I think she got distracted mid me asking her and- if you guys ever run into this person, you should tell them thank you. But it's because of her that I am a BCBA and that I started studying Notes ABA because when I needed supervision and I was very sick and couldn't work regular hours and couldn't collect the hours, she was like, listen, I'll supervise you. No problem. I said, okay, what can I pay you? She said, don't pay me. Just do me a favor and pay it forward later on. And so when I passed the test, I was like, I'm really going to listen to what she said. I'm going to pay it forward. And I started teaching all these classes for free. And soon study notes came to be what it was. And then behavior bitch was born. Bitches was born. So without further ado, Toby, what up, girl? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Also, if anyone doesn't know or doesn't remember, Toby and I are actually sisters. We were both in AFI. I almost wore my standards today, but they're in the laundry. So we, we got that nostalgia out of the way. Yeah, well, we can do some songs later. But um, anyways, yeah. So welcome to the show, Toby. I'm so happy to have you back. Um, I know Toby, I that- I can't see you. I'm sorry. I know this is meant to be audio, but I can't see your mouth. I could just see your eyes. So I need to read your <laughs> Can you see me now? Yeah, you look great. Thank you. I got dressed up for the podcast and it's like- we can't leave because of COVID. So I feel like if I go to the doctor or if I'm here on a podcast, like this is like my socialization. So now yeah, I did my hair for you guys, did my makeup. I love it. You look great. Thanks, thanks for noticing. Love it. Liat, thanks for just quickly sidebar. Thanks for bringing up the water because I saw the ethics code and everyone's like, woo, $10 gifts. And I'm like, all right, I don't care about $10 gifts. Like, I wish someone would offer me a $10 gift. Really, I just want to know if I could take the water that a client offers me. Like, that's that's my number one, so. Look, we got to start somewhere. $10 gifts are a good start. Well, water's a dear, $0 gift, so I think we're good. I think Depends we're set. what water you're drinking, you know? So you could get you could get someone Fiji or Voss water, I think. With Still the under price. $10, unless they're giving me, like, a gallon to drink. So I think I answered my own question. I love that. You could get a pack of, I think you could actually get a pack of Fiji. Don't worry, guys. We'll post all in the show notes about which brands are acceptable to purchase with the ethics code to make sure it is $10 or under. We will be doing our field research not to worry. So that way you guys don't have to. All right. So today's topic, Toby and I, and by the way, like I said, Toby and I are also friends. And so Toby and I- don't sound so like questionable about it. I like, did. I said questionable because Alan just popped into the podcast and I like I was like, how did he just pop in when he's the one recording us? But then I realized he's in here twice. So okay. Um, it's not questionable. Toby and I are friends, period. Exclamation point. Excited. No question mark. And Toby and I were talking, was it last week? And I don't know, probably like complaining about our relationships or something. And then I was like, Toby, I need to bring you on next week. We're doing an episode called Relationship, which will still have to come on. 
But the problem is that episode needed to be recorded that night because the MO was there. She was pissed off at her husband. And so it would have been a good episode right then and there. Um, but since then, her MOs have changed. As we know, they always change. And so today we're going to talk about the dark side of social media. Well, because wait a second, you're let's let's go back. We were talking when we were talking about relationship and we were talking about people's shitty relationships. And we were saying that really, if you find a friend to talk to about your shitty relationship that like, and they go along with you and are like, yeah, you're totally right then that should increase your likelihood of going back to that person, but we don't, right? Like we like vent, it's done. And then the next time something shitty happens, like we hold it in until we like explode again, right? And then we got to that converse, this conversation about like social media, right? And how when you're always bombarded with people's perfect looking relationships, right? That it's kind of, this isolating feeling of, well, you know, I was able to bend Talia out last time, but then since then, I don't know, she put a picture and her and Ellie Ron look really happy and maybe now like we can't feel the same way, even though we all know that social media is fake as shit. And that's how this episode came to be because it still fucking boggles my mind that we're in the middle of a global pandemic and we still can talk on social media that life sometimes sucks. I completely agree with that. This is very true. And but before we go further into it, um, you know what it's like with ADHD, Toby. Like I have to like make sure I get my things checked off here before I continue. So I just want to go over the behavior principles that we're going to cover today. And then I could relax. Okay, so we're going to cover reinforcement, negative reinforcement, punishment, attention maintained behavior, modeling, intermittent reinforcement, data, and that's just a few, unless anyone on the spot right now could think of some more we're gonna cover. No, but who but, would have thought that, your, uh, that someone's Instagram habit would have so many behavior principles behind it? Oh my God, so many, it is so addictive. All right, let's, let's start number one. I wanna take a survey of everyone in here, that's all three of us. Who in here thinks that Instagram or Facebook or whatever you use, is a positive thing. I think right. that I think it's positive in the sense that it's connected me to so many people. And I know Hashtag that me. Hashtag me. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people that are close to me that I've actually never met in real life. I mean, Leon and I have met, but like, um, yes, I think that there's a lot of good that's come from it for our podcast and for study notes ABA in connecting people. And, you know, when we do share our real and relatable stories that are, you know, you know, typically very private things that you don't share with the world. Um, we connect and I've had many messages of people being like, thank you so much. I needed that. I, you know, I've gone through the same thing. And last night in class was a perfect example. After class, we stuck around and we just talked about like shit that was going on in our life that like, you know, when we're just teaching and we're like, woohoo, like, look at us. Like, teaching. It's like, no, there's a lot of other shit going on behind the scenes. And I got a really nice email today about someone who needed to hear that. On the flip side, I will say that it's very addicting. It's very draining. Um, there are trolls. It is something that affects uh, my relationship with my husband because I'm always on it. Um, so yeah, I think I'm on, I'm on like the middle ground here. I also think it's, when you ask this question, is it, do I think that my social media behavior is like a positive thing? Like, do I Hon watch Honestly, I did a shitty job operationally defining it. I like was way too broad. It was like loaded, like loaded cheese fries. So you, you answer it how you interpret it. I think that I'm like a social media creeper, like not a troll. Cause I don't do anything that's like mean or anything, but I'm somebody who like, if you hired someone to find out like, who's married, who's getting a divorce, who's dating. Like I'm really good at like putting, that's like the behavior analyst side of me. And I think that like, I see really, really positive things and really positive spaces. And then I see like the spaces that are just fake as shit. And then all the attention that it gets and like all the negativity, which we'll get to later in detail. So I think it's like how you use it and like how healthy you are and like how aware you are of like, 
what your boundaries are and what your like what's your goal of using social media or your lack of boundaries like i have <laughs> do you guys remember the other day when i posted it on my personal facebook page i had like a, a, a moment of like remember like like oh yeah like oh, this is so classic casey like i'm setting a boundary i want everyone on facebook to know that i am now moving over to only friendships and original like old friendships and family and i will no longer be uh and i'm like yeah i literally texted her a screenshot of the comment she wrote and i wrote lol <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, right, bitch. Like, you are. How's it going for you? Why don't we just look at that? <laughs> Wait, not only how's it going, but like, how did that make you feel when you put that out there? Like, well, did when you I was have to put it out there, could you have just done it quietly? Like, what? Yes, yes, Toby. Big, big proposal and this big deal out of it. I don't could know. I was having a moment. People. I was having and then a I'm moment. Like, what case why didn't i make that list you know like everyone so wrote that every person was like well am i on it am i on it and then i felt horrible because i'm like i wasn't actually defriending anyone i just meant like i needed to make my one thing in my I, life i think I, know what you, I think you meant like hey if it's any work questions please send those either to study notes instagram or to contact at study notes aba email mm -hmm. because it is hard when like that, you know, if, for example, like for me, I would love some stimulus discrimination of like, hey, if you are contacting me on the study notes ABA account, you are contacting Liat study notes ABA version. I mean, I'm the same person. Don't worry, guys. But just the idea that like I'm reading it and I'm reading it when I am av available and close to resources that I may need to provide you with information. Yeah. Right now. I don't think you're in the mindset that you're working like. Well, no, I know. But for example, someone be like, hey, can you check the back end of my account? And I'm like, oh, shit, I opened up this Instagram. I'm now walking around the grocery store. I don't want to leave it for someone. But like, I can't access the back end website on my cell phone. And then like, my time with Ellie Ron or something, if it's like our one outing we have of going to the grocery store, which would be like wild for me during COVID, is like, I'm mm -hmm. I'm here like messaging Casey, like I can't get it, I'm trying to get on my phone. Can you get it on the back end for this? And I, like, we're kind of like obsessed with customer service in that way and the immediacy of responding. But sometimes I wish that I could open a message on Facebook and I could keep like, because the thing is I do want to be available. So I'm not like mad or annoyed. I want to be available. But then if it's a Facebook message to Liat Sachs, like that is where I want to be able to keep up with old friends or family. Anything. Yes. And then it's like, oh, God, I opened this message on Facebook now. And now I'm trying to search this coupon code from seven months ago or, you know, <laughs> or like track an order. And so it's just. And then I find myself working again. So essentially, it's just like a. Because I like to work. And I have a hard time setting a boundary with it. So social media within it, I mean, it's the biggest blessing because I mean, the entire world becomes like your market and your community and your connections. But it's also like, I can't turn it off. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it's also just like, at least you can say that you have those two accounts that it's like if someone messaged that to Leah, like you could be like, well, now I'm totally not in the headspace for it. But like, if you're checking study notes ABA in the grocery store, like that's kind of like your decision to open up work there. So like, that's now we can go back to like your similar to Casey, like in case, like when you're saying like my boundary issues, like then you can go back to like the boundary issues of like what you're opening up where. I'm thinking more of like those people who are like always posting like the most positive content and like look picture perfect all the time and like are just talking about how wonderful everything is and like i feel like especially like in the last 10 months that for every single day for someone to be like this is wonderful and like look at my blowout and my kids are like perfectly dressed it's like mm, no like not so believable and then like every once in a while there'll be like a message thrown in like guys i'm really having a hard time and like i have a lot of anxiety like i feel like there's the two personalities right it's the ones that like post all the time and then when they like are going through their own either like mental health or just 
like overwhelmed crisis, like they put it out there, right? And like it's like a quick blip, and then they kind of go back to like regular programming. And then there's the people who <laughs> like are get overwhelmed, and then they pull themselves off. Either like they fully pull their accounts, or they just pull like themselves from logging on or from posting content or whatever it is. And like that in and of itself is two different responses, right? Because like. One is you're like putting out there kind of like Casey when it was, you know, um, I'm only going to be accepting people. And then like, what, but me? Like, but, you know, and then you get like a certain amount. It's of like when you want to be left alone, but now you've actually like, like it's actually more attention. attention <laughs> it's actually like, like not functionally equivalent. One is like, no. now everyone's confirming their friendship level with you. Like, where do I sit in your hierarchy? And the other one is like, oh, and you know what? Going back to this, all it took, all it would have taken, just what Toby just said, it would be changing my own behavior, right? I don't need, to, I didn't need to post that. We do it just, for accountability. We do it for accountability, though, to be like, I just want to let people know, so I'm not rude, and this or that. It's so interesting, right? Because honestly, I didn't change any of my behaviors. I fucking did a Facebook post and never did any. Like, that's like, how's that defriending going? I'm like, I wasn't actually going to defriend anyone. <laughs> I don't know why I even did it. But like, yeah, just to make myself feel better or like come up with some kind of like excuse. But like none of my behavior changed. So like that's something to look at right there. And I think it's just that question of like, why do we do what we do? Like, mm -hmm. why do we follow people? that we follow or why are we putting content up there that we're putting up there like what are we getting out of it like what are they getting out of it how is it to, like becoming a vicious cycle right because like if every day I show up looking perfect putting out these messages of how like wonderful my life is right like am I tricking myself like no because I could still be going home and like crying in my bed am I tricking my followers like yeah, I mean, like, unless they can, like, behind the scenes know what's going on or can just be like, there's no way that somebody is this happy, like, especially, like, in quarantine. And then I think it's just, like, the intersection of both of, like, where, you know, how is it that by your, like, it's kind of like this chain effect of, like, how does your inauthentic behavior or, like, what you put out there, like, how could it potentially, like, ripple and affect other people? um like positively or negatively so do you feel or when i think about it now i mean obviously i'm, I'm assuming all of us follow like probably like a thousand different accounts or individuals um unless you're more selective i don't know um well remember but, when i woke up the other morning yeah um, the first thing i did and i i'm trying to change this habit but i i get on social media and Remember I texted you because there was two people I went to high school with that um, are both announced that they were having a baby, right? And it's, of course, like I'm at the age where like, oh, that's going to be the time when we're all having kids, right? 33. Okay, great. But it was just one of those things and I felt like shit all day. Like, I'm not pregnant yet. This sucks. Like, I texted Leah, like, oh, look who's pregnant. I texted my old AFI friend who I love so much. And I was like, I was like, is it just me? Or like, is everyone fucking pregnant? Like, and she's like, yes, it's, it is. And so, but it's also when like, you're trying, you see it more. Right. And so that was like, uh, I was just comparing my life, even though I'm so happy, like I am right. Like that's fine. But comparing it to other people only because I saw it on social media. Right. So then you have this comparison feeling of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not where I'm supposed to be at my in my life. And that's not, I wouldn't have felt that way if I hadn't have gone on social media and then checked that. But then I think that there's like, to go off of what you're saying, right? Like, so everyone's always like so quick to post good news, which is like fine. But then on the flip side, there's like, I, I sit like on the, the whatever, or not for profit, what do they have? Like the, not the board of directors, but the people who just kind of like sit there and weigh in for this not for profit called I was supposed to have a baby. Right. And basically what this page does is that my friend who started it, she started it with this idea of when oh, she yeah, I wanted to have her on the podcast. I think I, I spoke to her. He's fantastic. But like, so Amy, when she was going through like her, like having children and her everything and she had her losses, like there was nobody both like virtually or in person who like knew how to support. Right. So it's like, why can't normalizing negative things be like as much as normalizing positive things right because like 
I just feel that for everyone to be like, I'm pregnant, right? Like, and they put that up, but then they maybe like after they have the kid, all of a sudden it's like, oh, and you know, after like six years of trying and four miscarriages, and it's like, well, that would have been like nice to see when you put up your like sunny announcement. And like, you don't have to necessarily be coming out everything. You don't have to present as a full deck all the time, right? And you don't have to put yourself in a place of being fully vulnerable. But I just feel like if you're going to put out like positive content and like only put the positive, like sometimes you have to put out that like balancing negative that like it's not perfect. And like nobody meant to, by putting out a pregnancy announcement, by showing like to make other people feel bad. But if it's only half of a truth, then it just like kind of skews it. And then if you're not pregnant or you're going through something, right, then you get into a mindset of like, I'm the only one going through this. And then it's just like, it's very isolating. It's isolating. And it's, it's like self, it's like self-selecting and self-serving. Cause then again, it's like later on, you might put out that this is happening, but, and every, listen, everything in its right time, everyone is the, people who create their own content in their lives like on and off social media but sometimes it's nice that if you're going to be open and honest to like be open and honest and you don't have to like give every single detail but even something like you know this wasn't an easy road like in that pregnancy announcement just kind of makes people stop and be like okay like there is normal to the other side right and 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 they're probably they're okay but also the thing is so it's also goes with changing MOs, right? So like right now, that's something for Casey that is like a a hot topic of discussion, right? Because that's something that's like in her life that she's currently struggling with that is, you know, is accurate to what's going on in her life right now. Yeah. And so it feels that way, but really that person probably is posting it because they thought they looked good in that picture. They went and got their makeup done and their hair done for that announcement picture, that whatever it was. And so it's really on us too, because look, it's a great, I agree. You, you know me, my approach is like share everything in terms of um, keeping it real because I, I've also been highly reinforced by that. Like anytime I do something real, or share a story. I see how many people it's helped or, you know, I actually, I don't know if it's like also just a blessing that we're able to have people actually tell us like, Hey, you know, I I think also we're working in the field of ABA, which is the field of positive reinforcement. So people realize the importance. So people do recognize you for what you do. Not saying it doesn't happen in real life, but just we, we have an awareness for it. But I think that we have to work on behaviors ourselves of how are we not going to let this get to us? Because all of us do it. Like, I remember, especially when I was, like, I couldn't have a job. Like, I was 27. I hadn't been able to, like, make maybe one job I had. I'd been able to make, like, $2,000 within, like, one month that I worked, like, two weeks I worked there. I couldn't hold a job. Like, it was just... You know, and so I'd look at everyone else and be like, what the hell? Like, this sucks. Everyone else has already graduated. They've already like been promoted a few times at their company. They've already got this here. They've got this. They got married. They got, you know, they had a kid or whatever it was. And I always compare myself and be like, God, why did you do this to me? Like, I, I all I want, all I want is I don't need to make a lot of money. I just want to be able to be normal and have a job and do these things because but what is normal is is normal what social media has created as it because social media i use a filter and i look fucking great in real life i have so many skin problems it's like you know and so what is normal like we are you know we're trying to do like a comparative study of like comparing ourselves to someone else but you're not comparing yourself to an actual well uh, it creates that, like uh, what's the word like with with social media it's you know you're not in person right so you're only seeing something behind a screen there's no none of that face to face anymore that used to happen and especially during covid 
It's definitely not happening. So you're always just this person behind a screen or this person behind a keyboard versus being in person with someone, which is, I think is a lot different. But I also think that like, it also has to do with what you put out and the proportion of how you're putting things out, right? Because it could, the same thing could happen in person, right? Like if I sat with Liat and she didn't feel like she wanted to tell me what was going on or she was wearing her prosthetic fingers, right? Like I might not know everything that's going on, but it's when, you know, we're having a conversation about things that go well. And then it's like, oh my God, she last week. She her finger so off and she slipped I her finger off. Yeah. Or then like last week I couldn't get out of bed or like, you know, see a, IV mark or whatever it is like I think that it's like that balance right and if you're always hanging out with someone and they always have someone positive to say then it's either that you start like doubting yourself and is it that like I maybe I have too many problems or I'm focusing on it or then it's like well is this person like really being authentic with me and I think that that's where like in general what you guys have created as a community is a community with like a lot of honest conversations of when you show videos and you show like you talk about things that are good and you talk about things that suck but if somebody day in and day out like it's like you know that like photo challenge that's going on on instagram now where it's like you put the sticker box and it's like show me a picture of the amount of people who wrote like show me a picture of a time that you were like really upset but and then like what the picture that they put up is like really them smiling like in this but you look happy yeah i thought that was interesting really i like and then they write like a note like i just been in the biggest fight with like my husband or whatever it is and it's like so then why couldn't you fucking look miserable or like why did you have to put the picture up that day like what you know it's just one of those things where it's like you think about it's like that question of like why are we doing what we're doing right like on that day where you're looking like shit and you're feeling like shit and you're like fighting with your spouse or like you just like you're lost it on your kids for the 15th time like you like smile like waiting being like okay wait smile selfie and then posting that one up like seriously like and that's where it's kind of you know how do we consume but then also like as producers like why are we putting out what we're putting out and like is it if we healthy? fall victim to it too, if we know what it feels like on the receiving end, why are we reinforcing this behavior that everyone engages in? Uh, so many, again, I'm a social media lurker, so I'm like a bad person to ask about it. But it's like, listen, like you like people like to share good news, right? Like, especially the last 10 months, like no one wants to be the one to be like, womp, womp, right? Like even think about things are like so mortifying or like I lost my job or um, you know, like I'm not happy in my marriage or like my kid, like I feel like the times where like after my baby was born this summer and I would um, put out yeah, there. You, and were just like say, so weird. you were like missing. I didn't even effing know you had a kid in the interim. You were so quiet. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that come out after COVID and you're like, you had a kid like, you're really 40. Like, I don't like, I just feel like things are going to be really different once we're all finally allowed to socialize. Like, I feel like when I finally like spoke with people, but like, first of all, it would be crazy. Like, can you imagine if I disappeared, but then every day was like posting a smiling picture, holding a baby, like that would be crazy. Cause that wasn't what was going on. But then like, when I finally like spoke out to people and was like, this is what's going on. This is like the symptoms, what's happening. Right. People were like, Oh, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And all of a sudden it's like, uh, again, like that's where it's like this weird, similar to like what we were talking about with this relationship idea. Like when I finally opened up my mouth and spoke, I got so much information and I got so much like relief and so much support that it's like, so why don't I do this all the time? But then I guess it's like when you're constantly looking at happy, smiling people, like you don't want to be like the womp womp in everyone's feed. But then like it feels so good to finally have somebody be like, yep. Wait, am I the womp womp? No, I'm, like, no, I'm aggressively that. pointing to Casey. No, not actually. No, Casey has great energy and the smiliest, but I always joke with her that she's buzzkill. I'm like, I have this great idea. We're going to call the Cooper Book Club the Bible study. And she's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a kill. I um, am. No, but she's right. She keeps us in check because I can be a little like outside the lines. But I always call her. I'm like, Casey, you're like, I like a wet. Bible, I think that's funny. I'm like, you're a wet blanket. Dude, I joined your Bible study. Somebody has to keep her in check. And if that person is me, then how do Because speaking of social media, someone does have to keep me in check because cancel culture is real. Yeah. Like, well, What's it's that, it's that hero behind the keyboard. What's cancel culture? 
Yeah. Toby, let me tell you, sis. It's the idea. Um, please see episode, I forget which one it was that we did with, yeah, with Dia. But um, cancel culture, I could tell you, but I I feel like I'm going to ramble around it. So I'm going to actually like Urban Dictionary this bitch. It's basically outrage culture. Like, so like when you're behind a keyboard, like you are, have this like courage, like you're going to say whatever you want. If you, I even like just in my town right now, we have a Facebook like for new market and it's like literally someone will post a restaurant and be like, Oh, had to, got it. Someone in, tested positive for COVID have to close. Like they're doing everything that they can to get through this hard time. And then you have these ass fucks that like come in and just be like, I can't believe your new protocol is taking temperature. Who are you to infringe on my rights? Blah, 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 blah. And just like saying all these horrible things that like, I doubt in person, these people would be saying this, but they feel this power because they're just behind a keyboard typing and there's no ramifications for their behavior. Oh, it's the anonymity of like- Yeah, yeah so it, what, it, what it is, according to Urban Dictionary, you know, I love to go to the real source here. Um, <laughs> Cancel culture, a desire to cancel out a person or community from social media platforms. It's Here's an operational definition. It's characterized by the response of an evil individual. <laughs> that, that seems Define kind of- evil. Yeah, that seems kind of uh, mentalistic. mentalistic. Of an evil individual when they are shown to be wrong. They will call on their followers to report the social media accounts of the person or group that did the criticizing rather than discussing the criticism or by showing the evidence where the criticism is correct. So basically someone can post something. Let's say I posted something and I genuinely didn't know when, I don't know, let's just pick a random thing. Let's pretend like Sally Sue didn't know when the election was, right? And she posts on her social media thing and she says something and being like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Or like this president's gonna be in for another year or something. And people are like, this bitch is so uneducated and doesn't know what's going on. We will no longer follow her blog or shop her services because we she's not educated on where she stands politically, right? Where as no one actually seeks to understand, like, well, Sally Sue has been in a hospital for the past two years fighting brain cancer, you know, or something along those lines. And so yeah. it's this it's this immediate reaction to just go and cancel something or be like, I no longer support this because someone's using this derogatory term and they had no idea. And so as, as opposed to creating learning opportunities, there's many things that I might, you know, and obviously I'm learning along the way too. All of us are, especially, you know, in the world. And it's a great thing that we have the opportunity to learn, but it's also a scary time to learn when you have a social media because everything you have could be completely shut down. Um, Alan has typed, it's also called keyboard warriors. That's the word, Alan. He just wrote that. Keyboard warriors. I can't say that word either. (laughs) I have a problem with my R's, I think. Okay, but then can I ask a question? So what's the difference between a keyboard warrior and a troll? Same shit. Yeah. Well, talk to me about that girl that you told me about. Which one? I don't know. Emma that was something. not a troll. That is devastating. No, that was, that's like a story about, oh, okay. The, there were two thoughts I had. The one thought just going back is that I think that what's crazy is that like you guys have said, right? Like, I think that the people that are listening to this, you guys can feel free to leave reviews about what I'm about to say if you agree. But I think that it's people like your space and people like what you're producing because it's real, right? Like there's no bullshit. It is what it is. Like, you get what you see, right? And I think that someone like, you know, Chrissy Teigen, who was so open when she was talking about like what happened to her with her pregnancy loss and talking about her postpartum body, right? Like she was so real that people like almost like didn't know what to do with it. Like it was like, uh, like it like it made people uncomfortable, right? But then like if she were to not say something and, and put like kind of like what you're saying, like if she were to not say something and then later kind of be like, oh, yeah, this happened. Like, then she would have gotten pushed back for that too, right? Because, like, she wasn't being authentic. So I feel like it's like, why have we gotten to the point in life that we're so shocked when people are willing to be, like, real on social media or, like, in what they present and that we expect this, like, fakeness or this, like, not realness? Well, what I saw with that with Chrissy Teigen, um, which is just so sad, but she had said in her one of her posts that – 
when she was going through the loss of her son, I think it was a boy, um, she had asked John and her mom to take photos of that experience, right? And a lot of people oh, were yeah, like, people why were would pissed. you do that? Like, you Wait, know, in case anyone missed it, she delivered a baby that I, be I believe died shortly after being born. Yeah, it, or I think she had a lot. It sounded like she had a lot of complications, like throughout the pregnancy, based on what she posted, and then had a uh, a labor that what was premature was like in the early twenty weeks. Weeks went into labor, delivered a baby, and the baby either didn't survive prior to delivery or soon afterwards. Okay, now you could say, "Okay, sorry, I just wanted oh, to just fill, saying, fill anyone in." Yeah, mm -hmm. that she had said that, like you know, she wanted that. Those she knew that after the fact she would want to have that documented, right? And that John and her mom were like not not mad at her, but like they didn't want to take pictures of this, right? It wasn't something that they felt comfortable doing, but they did because she was adamant and she advocated for herself of what she wanted, but of course got pushback from people on social media saying, I can't believe you document this or take photos of this like horrific thing that happened. Um, but I was just like she was just so brave to do that. And to stand up for herself. Also, it's like you can't call it. It's not like she went and like into somebody else's room and took a picture, being like, "Okay, I'm going to share this." Like, it's her. So, like, if you you could share whatever you want about yourself, right? And I think that that was what was so refreshing to so many people: the fact that like this is an experience, or you know, she's so it's so easy for a celebrity to share the glossy parts of their life that for them to actually show you when things are shit, like, like I think that that's like it's very. I think it's like a responsibility almost. Like if you have a platform to be able to, I mean, I don't like that word either. Cause I don't like when people are like, well, yeah, you have a responsibility. You have a platform to do this. So like, you fuck me for what I'm saying. I hate when people say it. No, but, but I think that there is a, there is a question that it's like, you know, social media, like the first part of it is social, right? So like, while there's the personal part of it where it's, and you know, we get a certain amount of reinforcement or there might be something that happens that's punishing, right? Like all of the behavioral terms that we just spoke, spoke about at the beginning. But like when you're part of something that's social, like what is the responsibility to like the collective group of putting something out? Like, you know, if you think about something like Facebook, when it started, it was meant to be only for people that go to a certain school and that you yes, can't necessarily outside, right? Like it wasn't necessarily intended to be this worldwide phenomenon, right? And then it kind of like took over in a life of its own. Like the same thing with like AIM. Like you couldn't like when we were on AIM and we had our really embarrassing screen names, like what was yours, Toby? Um, well, I had two or three because, like, obviously that was cool and, like, who cared? But my main was was XO Tobigail OX, and my middle name is not Gail. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a nickname that I was given that makes no sense to my actual name. What was yours, Liat? Do you remember? Side note. Oh, I had many. Well, you remember? You all remember our screen names? Lying. Many. If you don't. I had cute Lily eighteen. Lily. Which is weird. Only my mom likes. Not even your name. I know. Um, Lily kind of sounds like Leah. It's not the weirdest. Lee, like Lee, um, that. And then I had like Karate Chick seven two three. Do you know what mine was? Yes. Jared. Number number most MVP balling player. <laughs> How do you remember that? Dude, because I literally, we hear each other's stories over and over and over. We spend so much time with each other. Mine was, I'm the MVP most ballerous player, <laughs> number 10. <laughs> I was playing basketball and I was number 10 and that song was really hot then, so. And you were a ballerous player. I was terrible. Obviously. But anyways. Okay. So, okay, I think the one thing that I, that I do want to talk about next is this post that Toby showed Casey and I yesterday. And by the way, this should be a little maybe trigger, trigger warning. warning. Yeah. Trigger warning because this post, I mean, I was just like, what? Um, so, trigger warning, you, what eating disorder, suicide. Okay. We should put that in the show notes case. Okay. So basically I, was there was information on my social media feed about a post that somebody had written um, with a picture and the picture was her 
like standing and looking up like very nobly and very like regal looking, like like looking up towards the sun with sunlight on her face. And you know, you click on the post because to me that sounds like a very like sunny looking picture. And then when we, you when I clicked on the picture in the comment section, it's or it said like, you know, you might want to sit down for this basically. Like if you're reading this, I'm dead. Like, or I'm like incapacitated to the point that I can't delete this post. Like, and then basically kind of, you know, all the questions that people are left with after a loved one commits suicide or dies by suicide, sorry for my language, uh, of like, you know, what could I have done differently? Like she basically writes like, no one could have done anything differently. Like, thank you so much for like everything that you've done. Like, I love you. I'm I love actually going to read it. I'm actually going to read it specifically because I think it's like so powerful when you read this and I'm just like, whoa. Okay. Okay. Go it for says, it. She wrote, warning, this post contains sensitive and shocking information. Sit down before reading. Hey, this is pretty surreal, isn't it? One might say uncomfortable, jarring. Just close up now if you want. I guess if you don't know by now, you should probably sit down. If you're reading this, I'm gone. Either that or somehow incapacitated in the hospital, so I can't delete this scheduled post. I really hope I'm not, though. I don't care to go into reasons why I'm gone, but there are certainly more than 13. I scheduled a note to send to my parents post posthumously. If they choose to share or publish it, it you may be privy to more insight. I will leave that choice up to them. Even just publishing this may pain them. I don't want to do that. I just want to leave my last mark on this world. All of you have made my life so much more full, brighter, and happier than it would have been without you. Your support, your encouragement, your hugs, your invitations, your smiles, your texts, your tagging me and me thought I you think I'd find funny. None of you could have done anything or done more to prevent this from happening. You all did your absolute best. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. I hope you can find some comfort in knowing that I'm no longer in pain. I love you. Hashtag chills. Yeah. So I, I looked at this and I just, I, what I found to be the most interesting about it was that Again, when you hear about someone passing away on social media or, you know, whether like tragically, whether like, you know, you kind of create the rest of the narrative, right? Or like what a family creates is what then kind of drives what people feel. And I felt that when we think about somebody who dies by suicide or we think about somebody young losing their life, there's always this. I don't want to say negativity, but there's like a like a super sadness, and there's a you know what could we have done differently? Like how like how could we have how like what could have been done so that way she, like they were able to live in a way that's happy? And I felt like this post right like it kind of flipped the narrative because she the picture that was attached to it was a very positive sunny like 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 it wasn't something she didn't look like depressed or didn't look like it looked like she was happy and like it was very empowered stance. And then she changed it as like, no one sit around and say like, what could I have done? I did like, she said it, like she put everything out there. And I thought that it was just like, like it, kind of, it was like a, a bit of a mind fuck. Cause it was, you know, you have this idea and then this kind of flipped it all. I mean, but and this was, is, but for example, something like, I mean, this is so devastating and like my heart, I can't even imagine being a parent or a friend, like seeing this at, and being like, they are the person who actually wrote this and I'm getting this and it's, but it's only coming out in future. Like, but obviously what was the first thing I did when I saw this post? I looked at her older post to say like, was there something leading up to this? And right before it, I see like beautiful posts of her singing with her dad and different things. And it just, and, and I, in respect, like some of her posts do talk about her depression and her struggles before that, but the, the previous disorder. So that was a very well balanced account. Um, so, but the last two were like singing so beautifully with her dad, like seven days ago, five days before that, and on the piano. And so I just, 
it also was a huge wake up call to me as a reminder that not everything you see on social media, because yes, granted, I went and like dug this up after to go see like, what was she posting prior that she was depressed, whatever this is. But if I just saw a random post of this girl looking happy and looking up towards the sun, I might compare myself to that. Like this girl looks like so naturey, chill, happy, hippie kind of girl into flowers, plants, you know, like in tune with nature. And like, here I am comparing myself. Like, why am I always like, just like so anxious and stressed and like can't stop working and stop, slow down and enjoy life for a little. And then you see a post like this and it's like, what? Mm -hmm. And I, and to me, it's almost a reality check of, hey, you, like you're following a world that is fake. You're living in a world that everyone else is living in too, but for some reason you feel isolated behind your phone, but we all do. All of us feel isolated and, and we do now more than ever because we are, we actually have to be home. So essentially people that we would see in real life are also our virtual friends now. So you know, at least usually you go into someone's home and, and see like, oh, it's a little messy. It's this, they're human. This mom doesn't totally have her shit together. But now like there's backgrounds on Zoom. There's filters on Instagram. There's a choice of what I post on Instagram, you know? And so just this idea like that, I don't know if we could put like some kind of reminder or prompt for ourselves to just realize like, you know, you're doing pretty well considering all things considered or just, you know, what you see here isn't real, you know? And, and if you think about even before social media, sorry, and I know I'm just like going on a tangent here, but even before social media, like when we used to watch Disney movies with princesses, we still envisioned that as like our dream of like being a princess and a prince coming and like whatever it is, or I did, you know? And, but those even look like cartoons. Now it's like, and, and we still had that as our vision. Like, I'm going to be swept off my feet. Like, let me tell you, I did not imagine marriage to be like what I am in now. Like, I thought it would be like literally Cinderella and we'd be like dancing around, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> but I'm saying and that Why was the part that I'm coming up after you. Like, someone's like, how's marriage? Like, when I first got married, I'm like, fucking amazing. We have just become so in love with each other. It has been crazy, you know? <laughs> Like, um, but that's the thing, but these are real people. It looks real. Like the filters are so good. You can't even tell that like, it's a clear skin filter. You know, not everyone is like, gives you huge lips, all that. Like some of them look real. So I think that that's where it's like, you know, kind of tied into this, like do better movement of like this, you know, be human, right? Like be humble. Like, and I think that the only thing we can do, right? Like going back to your question of like, do you think social media is good or bad, right? I think that it's, you know, if you take anything from this conversation of, you know, how can you change? Like, I think that again, you guys said, you know, oh, it's crazy. You know, everyone always comes to us with their stories and they unpack like, no, it's not crazy, right? Cause like when you create a state, when you create a space that you show to not be like judgmental and that you really truly want to understand your people. Like that's why people come to you, right? Because of the spaces you create. Well, you're an SD. You're like a discriminative stimulus signaling reinforcements available here because we're human. Exactly. And I think that it's the only thing that you can do is that next time before you post that picture, like why are you posting it? Is it fully like reflecting everything that's going on? And like, I'm not asking you next time you're in the middle of a panic attack to put a picture of you up of you crying, but like, can you think about sharing something or like positive news if it's framed around something that's not so great? Like, can you, can you or would you think about how to put that up in the future? And I think that that's, that's all we can do, right? Because like, I, like if I'm an influencer, which like, I'm clearly not for anyone who looks at my social media presence, like, my my job is based off of my posts, right? But if I can, even like what you said, right? Like when somebody comes to you and says like, oh, how's marriage, right? If you were to just say like, you know, some parts are good and some parts are really shitty, like, and just open yourself up to that part of the conversation where like you sit with what's uncomfortable and like you create the space, like that's, 
that's kind of like the combat to this like social media world where it's, you know, yeah, you post pictures of you and Elyron and things are happy, but like something suck or like, I don't know, I, the over quarantine, I put a picture of my kids being cute and I was like, sometimes my kids look like this, like other times they look like this. And like one picture was them like cute and hugging each other. And mm-hmm. then the next it was like one of my son like standing on the TV stand, like crying hysterically. And the other one was my daughter like crying hysterically, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that was probably the post that I got like the most interaction with because people were like, yeah, like that's fucking real. Like sometimes my kids look really cute and they hug and kiss each other. And sometimes they stand there and they scream and I have no idea why. And like, that's fucking life. But like, we always put up one and not like the second part. I do so, like when people do like Instagram and then this is reality. And they do rea- like reality. Yeah. And it's like, you see this family so perfect together. I feel like it's actually something that I'm aware of. Like sometimes I have like an embarrassed thing if I like look like things are like too perfect. Like I've always been like that. I just like have a sensitivity to it because first of all, I'm not. But like, and, and sometimes it's too no much. One is. Like even if I was around someone, like let's say I knew they were going through relationship issues. I'm like, I do not want to look like Ellie Rod and I are getting getting along at all. So I'm like, yeah, boys suck, you know, whatever it is. But also in general, like if I have posted a picture where I'm, genuinely I I was annoyed or something I I do try I I again I don't think that we would enjoy it either if everyone was like my fucking sucks today this bad thing happened this bad thing happened like it, it is nice to see positive things going on for people you know especially when you realize that like someone else's success does not take away from yours like just because someone else had a baby doesn't mean you're not gonna have a baby just because someone passed the test doesn't mean you're not going to just because someone met their soulmate hopefully doesn't mean that that's, that was going to be your soulmate. And I think that's a huge thing to realize that it doesn't take away from yours, mm-hmm. you know? And, but I, I do think, as you said, like a great exercise to do is kind of put a little reel in with whatever it is. Of course, you don't want to post an ugly picture of you and that's fine. Like, I mean, it makes sense. Like, but I do think like there's pictures I posted before of Eliron and I, I know I've been like, we look happy in this picture was literally so pissed at him five minutes before in this picture, still deciding if I was pissed, got to keep it real or something or like life unfiltered. And so, um, I think it's a really cool thing just to every now and then check in and do a life unfiltered. Yeah. And I just, I think we're again, if you're not like, not everyone is a social media person, but just like, I feel like I've said so many times over the past few months that like what, so what, you know, institutions and what everyone is missing is just like putting that question of like, how are you? Or like, are you okay out there? And like, and then pausing, right? Cause everyone, like you're so used to someone saying like, oh, fine and you, and that like, just like putting out there, like, how are you? And putting the pause out there for someone to take advantage of it. Or like, if you're given the pause to like, you know, reinforce that pause of like, you know, like I've been better, like things are hard or whatever it is. And that way, like we can't control what's on social media and what we consume, but the limited interactions, whether it be on social media or it be in person, like that we can control. And I think that that's like what we can do as our part to kind of like normalize, normalize the normal like normalize the everyday life and that every day is not glamorous. I completely agree. Don't worry. I'm just over here biting off my fingernails. So it's fine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because one of them, hashtag, was, I, anxiety, hashtag bag manicure, hashtag. hashtag one of them fell off and I needed all of them off now. I can't just have one off. So yeah. So oh, I thought you were like emotional about this or something. It was just like straight up. You're just biting your nail. Well, I had my nails done and Social media looks perfect, but look at real life. Now they're half of them are off. <laughs> Let me get a picture of that. I'll post it on the gram for everyone. <laughs> Love it. All right. See, not perfect. Real life, kids. Real life working at home. Then my kid came in to tell me that he saw a chicken behind a car or something. I don't really know. But don't edit it out coming on and shooting the shit with us and breaking down the crazy world of social media that we live in right now. It's always a pleasure to sit with you. Thanks guys. You're some of my favorite bitches to sit back and talk with. Thanks for keeping it real.
Always, girl. Toby, you know that's what we're here for, sister. <laughs> guys. All right, Toby, thank you. You guys know where to find us. You could find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast, online, behaviorbitches.com. Or you can support us on patreon.com slash Behavior Bitches Podcast for as low as $2 a month to help us keep these episodes coming out to you every Monday. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, love ya. Mean it. Hey, guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him. And he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 